Hello, and we are live for episode 19 of the MFFL podcast. I'm your host, Frankie Libble, alongside my co-host, Mitch Farnsworth. What's up, Mitch? It is the best month of college basketball. It is March, and it is time for March Madness, Frankie. I'm excited. I know you're excited, and the whole country is ready for March Madness. Yes, sir. So today's show, we're going to be strictly talking about the first round of the NCAA tournament. We're going to be going pick by pick, all 32 games, and hopefully at the end of this, I will have the perfect bracket and Mitch will not get one pick right, but we will find out. (laughs) So to start off the show, we're going to be going through the East region, West region, South region, and then to conclude going through the Midwest region. But Mitch, let's start it off. Number one overall seed, Duke, going against a potential play-in game, NC Central or North Dakota State. I'm pretty sure we both have Duke winning, but what is your thoughts on this first game? Uh, it's going to be probably North Carolina Central. I'd like to knock off uh, North Dakota State and for that 16 seed, and then uh, you'll see Duke and North Carolina Central. Um, I, I, you know, Frankie, can you answer me a question? Yeah, what's up? Uh, which two of those teams have Duke? Or have uh, Zion, I'm sorry. Yeah, Duke. Of course, I just gave you the answer. Uh, Yeah, Duke. Yeah, Yeah, Zion plays for Duke. So uh, I'm going to go with Duke on that one. Real quick, what do you think the spread will be on this game? 20? I don't even think they'll put a spread on it. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be really up there. Zion probably won't play a second half. Yeah, probably if they get a huge, huge lead. But going to the next game here, we have VCU versus UCF. An 8-9 matchup. These games are always tricky. Always got to flip a coin. But Mitch, who do you think is going to win this one? Uh, this is always this is always one of the most exciting ones between 8-9 and because they're the most you know equal teams. I'll, I'm kind of leaning toward FCF. Uh, I'm sorry. VCU I'm looking forward to. They got the number two ranked defense in the nation. Um I, I'm really they struggle with shooting threes is the one problem, but UCF has had the better season performances and everything like that. Uh, but I kind of like defense, so I'm going to go VCU in an eight and nine. I know Taco Fall on the other one, seven foot three, or you know I I, I think he might even be taller than that. Yeah, seven foot six. I'm, yeah, I'm going to go go with uh, VCU in this first one. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. VCU star point guard Marcus Evans. Got injured in the Athletic 10 tournament, but he is aiming to play in the tournament. And if he is playing, I will have to agree with you and have VC winning that one. Then moving down to the 5-12 matchup, we have Mississippi State and Liberty. First potential uh, upset one, but who do you have winning this one, Mitch? I'm going to go with Mississippi State. Um they're 18th in offensive rebounding, which I really like in the whole nation. Um, 25 in points per possession. Liberty, though, very effective at their field goal. They're number 11 in the nation, so they always you know, make the most out of their possessions. I really like that in Liberty, but I, it's just too much strength on that Mississippi State side. Um, Liberty would outrank them in every, almost every defensive category, but I'm going to have to go with the safe pick, this, like you said, this could be a potential upset. Yeah. But I like Mississippi State to hold on in this one. Yeah, Mississippi State has the senior guard who is one of the most efficient, high volume scoring guards in the nation, and they're they're a good shooting team. And I think that they will also win this game. And then moving down one 
more, we have Virginia Tech versus St. Louis. Uh, this is the 4 versus 13 matchup. So how do you see this one playing out, Mitch? I like Virginia Tech a lot. Um, they rank first or win the top 10 in points per possession, and they're, they make almost – or uh, they have very high um, – effective field goal percentage they're number eight eight in the nation they're number 10 in points per possession that's really very good for them um on a defensive side of the ball st louis takes over a few of the categories they're in the mid-20s for opponents holding opponents on defense um virginia tech though causes a lot of turnovers with their defense so i'm going to lean toward virginia tech on this one I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. I, I think Virginia Tech will win, but the one caveat is this game is on the 22nd, and it's 9.57. That's pretty much 10 o'clock. They'll be sitting around a long time thinking about it, especially as a lower seed like you are at St. Louis. You're sitting there as a 13, pretty much nothing to lose. So I think that's the one little thing I got. They're sitting there all day, but I still think Virginia Tech will come out on top. Yeah. So the next one then. And then we have Maryland versus uh, a playing game, which will be Belmont versus Temple. So how do you see first Belmont Temple playing out? I really like Belmont. Belmont's probably one of those mid majors that could potentially make a run. Um, I really like Belmont uh, over Temple, and then I like Belmont over Maryland. Uh, Belmont they excel at shooting uh, and scoring. They're ranked twentieth in both shooting accuracy and scoring. Um, they have to kind of protect that offensive rebounding because they struggle at that because they're at the bottom of the barrel for re offensive rebounding, and that's one of Maryland's strengths offensive rebounding because they run 40. Um, this could be uh, this is my first upset pick, you know, with a lower seed. Um, and this was on ESPN to do that. This was most likely where the biggest uh, uh, upset was going to happen. They don't, you know, have a lot of turnovers. Belmont ranks 23rd in uh, turnovers, you know, uh, with uh, limiting turnovers. So I like Belmont over Maryland. Yeah, I actually have to completely agree with you. I really like Belmont over Temple. Plus, after watching Maryland in the Big Ten tournament, I am not impressed with them at all, losing to a Nebraska team that had, what, six, seven kids on scholarships? Six, six scholarships left. They had four guys, three of them with injury, and one suspended. Yeah, and they lost to a Nebraska team. The only team in the Big Ten in the past three years to not win at least one game in the Big Ten tournament. And I think that, like you said, with everything with Belmont, I have to agree with you. I think Belmont is going to beat Temple, and then they're going to go on to beat Maryland also. And then in a potential matchup in the round of 32, we can move down to LSU as a three-seed versus 14-seed uh, Yale. How do you see this one playing out? I gotta go LSU. I, I know Yale won the Ivy League. They played Duke early this year, and I, I I look some of the tape of that. I just LSU looks like they they should route Yale on this one because the Tigers rank third in offensive rebounding. Um, they they struggle at the three point line, but they have a lot of bigs that can you know take over a game. Yale they shoot very well, uh, number twelve in the country, and they have great defensive rebounding, but. They just can't, you know, get those second chance boards on the offensive end, and I don't think they'll do anything against LSU. So uh, I, I really feel like LSU will. It might be one of those games where you know Yale will hang on to the first half, but then the second half LSU will kind of get their, their, you know, out and they'll move on past Yale. 
I agree LSU is going to win, but I think it'll be closer than you think. Uh, LSU has played in seven overtime games this year. So I don't know. what I haven't watched a lot of LSU basketball. I don't know if it's they get hot at the end and have huge comebacks. I don't know if they blow leads to let teams come back. But I think Yale, like you said, they just beat Harvard to win their conference. And I think it, I th- I'm picking LSU, but I think it will be a closer game than most people think. And then we're moving down to another potential uh, upset here. We have seven seed Louisville versus ten seed Minnesota. How do you see this one playing on Mitch? I like Louisville in this one. They make their free throws as they rank ninth in the country. Uh, they their defense is very reliable. Um, another team that can't really shoot from three. Uh, but I think just Minnesota, the only way Minnesota can win this game is the play of Murphy, who I believe was in the all Big Ten tournament team. He needs to get there. He needs to get rebounds on the offensive side of the ball. I saw him against Michigan and uh, before that in the Purdue game, and that was the main reason they beat Purdue. Is Murphy's offensive rebound? They need to have uh, Coffee, their point guard, play well. But I just feel like Louisville is the better pick on this one. Um, it, I'm. That's really all I've got. I, 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 want, I love the Big Ten, but. The way I saw them play against Michigan, if they play any like thing they did, uh, anything like they did against Michigan, I, I, I would think Louisville yeah. would advance no matter what. This is the first one we disagree on. I'm actually taking Minnesota to win this game. Uh, I look at every metric. Louisville is better at pretty much everything. This is just one of those games. I think either Coffee or Murphy get hot, and I think they'll lead them to the victory over Louisville. They have about four players that are capable of double-digit scoring, so they can spread the load out, and they can they uh, have other players make plays. Like I said, I don't really have any real metric. Minnesota went only went nine and eleven in the conference, and like you said, got obliterated by Michigan in the in the conference tournament. But I think Minnesota will pull the first upset, um, and then the final game for the East region, we have another Big Ten team. Uh, Michigan State going up against Bradley, and this is Michigan State easy, right? Yes. I know they. everybody's like, well, Middle Tennessee beat them, and I would love to see uh, Bradley beat Michigan State, but I just don't think this year that that will happen. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, Michigan State won the Big Ten tournament, huge comeback against Michigan. Mitch loved that, and I just think this is another one where Michigan State is going to move on. And then moving on to the West region, we have uh, Gonzaga going up against the play-in game, uh, fairly Dickinson versus Prairie View. Um, but at the get game, that game doesn't really matter. I'm pretty sure we both have the Zags moving on, right? No matter what. I like Fair, uh, fairly Dickinson to win that play-in game, but uh, it, it's pretty easy. Gonzaga will roll in that game. Right. And then just moving down, we have Syracuse-Baylor, another 8-9. I'm going to take Syracuse in this one. Uh, I, I really like their zone when it comes to the tournament time. How do you see this one playing? I'm gonna. It's another one of those eight nine. These are the most exciting ones. They're always that eight nine matchup because they're so equally on ESPN. It was like fifty one forty nine, and the spread is only two. Yeah. Uh, they're Syracuse. They their defense and offensive rebounding. They are great at not. You know. Not the best, but they still play well getting uh, their rebounds. Um. Baylor, though, they rank fourth in offensive rebounds, so that could cause a problem. But I still like that, like you said, that zone of Syracuse. And I'm going to pick Syracuse over Baylor. I, I agree with you on that one. And then here is probably one of the most highly anticipated games of the first round. We have 
five seed Marquette going up against twelve seed Murray State. Murray State obviously has John Morant, who's a shoe in to be at least a top five, maybe top three pick in the upcoming NBA draft. Um, how do you see this one playing out, Mitch? Murray State, easy. John Morant. I, I, I will go with him. The Racers rank ninth in scoring. Uh, their accuracy is amazing. Uh, they struggle. They struggle on the defensive rebounding side of the ball. Um, they rank in the bottom fifty percent of uh, teams in that. Uh, yeah. Marquette, though, you, they shoot ninth in uh, shooting three pointers. So that that could be a difference changer or a, a big um, game changer. A, a big change to the game. Yeah. yeah. So Marquette could, could we either will come out hot and they'll hit those threes. But I think John Morant. I think this is. The upset. This is going to be the one of the big, the big upsets, but not really upset. We kind of expect this one after watching so many games. Right. A five and a twelve. You kind of feel like the twelve is going to upset the five, and I feel like in this case, that's 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 it. Is that Murray State will beat Marquette? Yeah. Look at Murray State. They average over eighty three points a game while holding their opponents to only under sixty eight points a game. So they do it on the defensive side but with the offensive side led by John Morant. And I think when you have a player of his caliber going into a game, it pretty much can single-handedly win you a game. And I'm going to have to agree with you. I will also take Murray State. And then moving on to the 4-13 matchup, we have Florida State against Vermont. Um, I have Florida State winning this one. What do you have? Oh, man, I love Vermont. I love Vermont. The Vermont Catamounts. Yeah. I don't even know if I said it right. The Caramounts, whatever they're called, but they're yeah. not going to win this game, I can tell you that. Yeah. If you were a Catamounts fan, yeah, I'm sorry. But I know you rank third in defensive rebounding in the country. You have great court defense. You, you kind of struggle on the offensive side of the ball when you're rebounding. But Florida State, their strength, they have defense. It's one of the top 40 in the nation. They can rebound on the offensive side of the ball. They're going to... I feel like they'll just dump it inside a lot against Vermont, uh, against that Vermont defense. Mm-hmm. I don't see in any way Vermont can win this game. But yeah, of course, it's one of those games that no one's talking about, and that's the upset. So, right, but I, I gotta go with Florida State. That's the safe pick. Yeah, I'm also gonna take Florida State here. They they're the more battle tested team. Obviously, they played Virginia, Duke, North Carolina. They beat LSU, they played tough, tougher teams, and I look at uh, Vermont, and they lost to Lipscomb by 25. Lipscomb. 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 Right. Well, they still lost by 25. Okay. Exactly. And I'm taking, I'm taking Florida State big. And then here is one of my bigger sleeper teams. We have Buffalo playing against another play-in game, Arizona State, St. John. So first, who do you see winning the play-in game? I like Arizona State in the play-in game, but... It, like you said, Buffalo's underrated. I, I really like Buffalo. Uh, they're that quiet team that could find their way in the, to the Sweet 16 if we're not too careful because they excel ball handling. Yeah, Their scoring is in the top 20. Both those are in the top 20. They don't turn over the ball, and they score a lot. So they struggle at free throws, but I don't think that's a problem with this Buffalo team. Out of the MAC Conference, the pride of the MAC Conference yeah. this year. I'm taking Arizona State only because they have a cooler logo, but then I am taking Buffalo to win that game also. You don't like the S and the J? You don't like the Red Storm? Come on. No, no. Kidding. And then moving on, we have the 3 versus 14. We have Texas Tech versus Northern Kentucky. Another tricky one, 3 versus 14. Always maybe the Texas Tech comes in thinking too highly of themselves, but how do you see this one playing out, Mitch? The Norse of North Te- Northern Kentucky. I love it. I love it. These strange team names will f- get, you know, every other year. Yeah. But 
It, it, yeah, it's, they have a great name and everything, but they're not going to beat Texas Tech, who holds the number one defense. You know, I, I, it's, yeah. it's 14 point spread. Uh, their defensive rebound, and Texas Tech's got to clean up in this tournament. That, that's it. Northern Kentucky will not beat Texas Tech. I'm also taking uh, Texas Tech, but I, I look at the points per game differential. Northern Kentucky averages 79 to Texas Tech's 73. Six-point little difference there, but then you go to the opponent's points per game and you have Texas Tech holding their opponents to under 60. So, yeah, I'm taking Texas Tech in their defense for this one. And then we have Nevada versus Florida. Uh, how do you see this one played on, Mitch? Uh, I really like Nevada. Nevada, I feel like they're getting underappreciated they went at the start of the season on that undefeated run and then they kind of i think they i believe they got blown off the court at unlv i believe but they've been quietly you know sitting over there in the west kind of ran through their conference uh they excel at the ball handling and defense they rank top 20 in both of those florida this is going to be an interesting game florida yeah could be that one that upsets that seven seed but I'm, i feel like i have to stay safe with nevada um, it should be a great game. I, I think that could come down the last shot, but Nevada will push through in the last uh, few moments. When I first went through and were, was making my bracket, I was like, yeah, I'll take Florida. And then looking into it, I'm like, eh, kind of like Nevada. This is probably the one I flip-flopped on the most, but I think I'm going to take the safe bet, like you said, and take uh, Nevada. Florida, pretty good at defense and pretty good at shooting the ball, but I think Nevada is just going to outplay them when it comes down to the end. And then the final game for the West region, we have Mitch's uh, Michigan Wolverines going up against Montana. Mitch, um, how do you see this one playing out? I want to I want to hear what you have to go first. You you go first on this one. All right, all right. I'm, I'm clearly taking the Wolverines here. Uh, Montana. I mean, they averaged 68 points per game to Michigan 70, and we know Michigan choked against Michigan State in the Big Ten tournament. They, they once again failed in a big game where they couldn't become the first team to ever win the Big Ten tournament three years in a row. Um, I mean, just translate to football too, Harbaugh. They always stink in big games. But this isn't a big game yet. This is a round of 64, and Michigan will win this game. So back to you, Mitch. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Michigan, of course. Uh, they excel ball handling defense. I thought this was a NCAA tournament uh, podcast. Obviously not. Um, it's just make fun of Michigan podcasts. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it, it always is to you, huh? Uh, they they struggled offensive rebounding from Michigan. Montana's number six in shooting accuracy. I really like that about that Montana team. These two teams played last year. Montana right. started out on that 10-0 run to start the game. Kind of got Michigan napping early they kind of stayed in that first uh first half and then michigan kind of pulled away at the second half um i, I gotta go with michigan on this one yep i completely agree i just think it is funny when watching the the when they release a bracket live these, these same two teams just played last year and they could have put any matchup in they're like yeah, you know what yeah michigan montana worked last year so we'll just do that again yeah, it, it, they usually don't do that. that. That's the main thing I, that I thought the committee talked about is like they don't want to do uh, back-to-back years of the same games. But right. obviously they did here or somebody messed up or something like that. So that will conclude the first half of the bracket. Then we move down to the south region. We have Virginia going up against Gardner-Webb. We all know what happened last year to Virginia. as the I'm pretty sure they were the number one overall seed last year when they played UMBC and became the first one seed to ever lose to a 16 seed when they lost by 20 points. Mitch, does it happen two years in a row? You know what? 
Gardner Webb, I think, could be the only 16 seed that could upset Virginia. And you know what? That sentence is a complete lie because I'm going to go Virginia by 40 or more. 40 miles. Okay. I mean, I, I'm taking Virginia too here, but I think it's just funny to keep making fun of them because they lost last year to a 16 seed. First team ever. Um, but yeah, for Virginia is going to win this game. And then moving mm-hmm. and then moving down, we have Ole Miss, Oklahoma. Another good 8-9 matchup. Both teams are pretty much even. Uh, how do you see this one playing out, Mitch? Uh, these two teams are pretty much equal on the uh, on the stats here. You know, the spread is only two. Ole Miss is kind of in that team that's been off and on. Like they have great wins, and that because they beat Auburn twice, who just won the SEC tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a loss to Cincinnati, which you know, I've just that's won a, the American, yeah. so it doesn't look as bad of as a loss now. But um, it was this is a tough one going between these two. Oklahoma has recently played better. Um, I feel like Mississippi on the offensive side of the ball is much better, but Oklahoma is the better defense according to the rankings. So I feel like I have to go with dun, 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 dun. Ole Miss. That's, yeah. that's a football coin. I'm going Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going with Ole Miss. Oklahoma lost last year when they had Trey Young, and now they don't even have Trey Young. So I think Ole Miss will uh, win this game. And then moving on here. We have five seed Wisconsin going against twelve seeded Oregon. Oregon, Oregon. How do you see this one playing out, Mitch? It's Oregon, but um, this is going to be another close game. Five twelve is always one of that is I think the number one uh, uh, for biggest upsets is the five twelve matchup is the most equal out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the spread is only one. Wisconsin did not play well in that Big Ten tournament not against. At all. Um, against Nebraska, and then Michigan State kind of owned that whole game. Ethan Happ, you know, their best player, not really a, He's not a up to it now, yeah. in that right. Nebraska game. Uh, Wisconsin does excel at defense. Their ball handling is good. They rank the top 20 in both of those. But, man, I, I really like Oregon in this one uh, because they rank 17th in defense. Yeah. Their, their offense is just not going to – their offense is much better than Wisconsin – but I gotta go with defense. Wisconsin is in the top twenty in both those categories. I gotta go Wisconsin. I'm actually pulling the the upset pick here. I'm going with the Oregon Ducks. Uh, they lost Bobo earlier in the year, but they've really come through the adversity and pulled together as a team. And I think, like you mentioned, Hap has really struggled. I don't know if he's playing hurt. I don't know if he's just lost his touch. But I mean, I, he was pretty much irrelevant in the Nebraska game, and Michigan State also shut him down. So. I think I am pulling the upset pick here, and I'm also – actually, no, I'm differing from you. I, I am taking Oregon for this game. And then moving down, we have Kansas State as the four, going up against UC Irvine as the 13. How do you see this one playing out? This is weird because this is like – these two teams are almost exactly the same in the way that they play. Mm-hmm. Their defense are both uh, in the top 15 in the nation and – the Wildcats of Kansas State and number eight, and the Anteaters of UC Irvine. Uh, both are in the top 15 on defense. I love the Anteater name. That's that's great. Um, mm-hmm. Kansas State, I, I feel like they just don't have the offense. UC Irvine is 87th in the country, and they're 210 in points per possession. Uh, they don't turn over the ball. 
man, I really feel like UC Irvine could upset them on this one. Like, you picked Oregon, but I got to be safe again. I got to go Kansas State just to be safe. They were regular season Big 12 champions. I'm going to go Kansas State. I am also picking Kansas State to win, but with the one caveat, their star player, Dean Wade, who didn't play at all in the in the Big 12 tournament, uh, he, he's questionable for this game. We don't know if he's officially playing yet or not. So if he is not playing, oof, I might take the Anteaters, but I'm also taking it safe. And if he is there, uh, Kansas State will become victorious for that one. And then moving down, we have uh, defending champs Villanova entering this tournament as a sixth seed, going back against the St. Mary's. How do you see this one playing out? Oh, man, how far is Villanova falling on this one? Um they were a one seed. I think they're the overall, or what seed were they last year? They were a one, I know that. Overall? Yeah, they were, or I'm not sure if they were overall, but they're, they love scoring. They rank top 40 in scoring. They don't turn over the ball. The defense, though, is very, 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 very uh, diminutive to their team. They rank 142nd in de- uh, defense. Uh, and uh, it's the Giles, right? The Gales, Giles, yeah, one of the Gales, two. something yeah. like that, who just beat Gonzaga, Right. I would say. I'm going to go with the hot hand on this one. I'm going to go St. Mary's over Villanova in the upset in this bracket. Wow. I'm, I'm pulling the trigger. I'm taking Villanova as the favorite defending champs. Jay Wright always gets his team to stand up when it comes to tournament time. They just won their conference uh, tournament. And I think they will continue to move on and always be hot in the tournament. So I'm taking Villanova. We move down to the back to a Big Ten. Uh, Purdue versus Old Dominion. Uh, how do you see this one playing? Purdue just got upset by Minnesota. I think they're a little upset out of, after that. They really struggled down the stretch in the Big Ten when they had the chance to win it outright on against Minnesota, lost in the regular season. Then they beat Northwestern to get the share, and then they go into the first uh, the uh, third round in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, they lose to Minnesota again, so they're coming in. I think a little upset. They the Boilermakers they are great at scoring they're great getting to the hoop because they always have the tall guy that can you know of course rebound under the hoop they rank top 20 in both of that they need to get the turn of the defensive rebounding fix because they rank 100th in that um yeah but i i just don't think old dominion they excel at defense they're great at the rebounding they're both uh, they rank top 20 in both those um but Big Ten team on this one with the competition that's produced played already. I gotta go Purdue over Old Dominion. Yeah, I'm also taking Purdue. They have Carson Edwards who is averaging 23 points per game, and at one point was a midseason Player of the Year candidate. Uh, I think with him, I know he's an upperclassman, so I think with him at the helm leading that team, I think Purdue will not get upset in this one. Then moving down, we have the 7-10 matchup in this region: Cincinnati versus Iowa. This game is. Played in Columbus, so Cincinnati could pretty much walk there, and they'd have a huge home. They definitely have a home crowd advantage than than Iowa. They just won their tournament, and the 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 committee gave them a seven, even though they just upset Houston, which I kind of found pretty odd. I mean, they definitely could have been six or five, but how do you see this one playing out, Mitch? You're right. This is pretty much a home game. I'm telling you right now, if it was any other region not close to Ohio, I probably would have picked Iowa. But since it's in Columbus, 
I really like Cincinnati coming off that victory against Houston. Houston only three losses on the season total. Iowa outranks them in effective field goal percentage when Cincinnati ranks 256th in the country. Uh, but Cincinnati is one of the best rebounding teams offensively, so that could hurt Iowa. But I got to go with the home court here, home court essentially. I'm going right. to go Cincinnati over Iowa. The Bearcats play at a bottom 20 pace in the nation, so they play really slow. And then they have the senior, uh, Jaron Coverland, who is pretty much responsible for 25% of all their points. So he's probably one of the better players in this tournament. And if, if he has an off night, maybe Iowa can steal it. But like we both said, pretty much a home game for Cincinnati, and I'm going to take Cincinnati also. And then the final game for the South region, we have Tennessee versus Colgate. Um, not the toothpaste, Colgate College. How do you see it, Mitch? You know, I love me some cool Colgate. You know <laughs> I do. You know, I I love them. They got a great three-point, you know, uh, three-pointers. They shoot well. They got, have great shooting. And if they can catch Tennessee, I think Colgate can shoot threes. And if they get hot one night, yeah. I'm telling you, they might upset Tennessee. But Oof. Your school is named after a toothpaste, so I'm going to go Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee uh, could have been a one seed, was pretty much on the edge, but they ended up getting blown out by Auburn in the SEC Championship, which pretty much eliminated chances of that happening. But I'm going to take the favorite here and ride with Tennessee. Then moving on uh, to our final region here, we're going to be talking about the Midwest region, and we're starting off with North Carolina versus Iona. How do you see this one playing? Sharpie, North Carolina, easy. Yeah, okay, same here. Moving on, we have Utah State versus Washington, the 8-9 matchup. There's another one. Either way, well, how do you see this one going, Mitch? You know what? I really was looking at this, and I was like, man, Washington State should really win this game. You know, they were regular season Pac-12 champions. They're 26-8, and but they struggled down the stretch here. They lost in the, the Pac-12 championship to Oregon, pretty much let Oregon get in the tournament. Um but then I kind of looked at the numbers, and I couldn't believe that Utah State is actually the number one ranked team in defensive rebound. Yeah. That's... And I couldn't believe that. Yeah. Uh, their weakness is ball handling. They turn the ball over a lot. Um, Washington is, of course, great at defense, uh, where they rank in the top 40 in defense, and they shoot well. Um, but I'm got to go Utah State. I, I really like that team that they can when a team can rebound. And I, I just got a feeling Utah State's going to win that one over Washington. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm also taking Utah State. They are led by Mountain West Player of the Year, Sam uh, Merrill, who was averaging over 21 points per game. And they have another freshman uh, who is averaging two and a half blocks per game. They shoot the ball well, and like you said, they win the rebound battle. And I'm I'm definitely taking Utah State to win this game. And then moving on here, another kind of potential upset, we have Auburn versus New Mexico State. Auburn fresh off winning the SEC tournament but they're going against new mexico state who is 30 and 4 on the season how do you see this one playing mitch this should this could be a game for people watching out this might be a lot of people looking at an upset here auburn of course won the sec tournament that that was big for them but new mexico state winning 30 games in a season you know you can't really take a team that goes 30 and 4 lightly right um New Mexico State is actually eighth in points per possession, which I couldn't believe again. And they're number two in offensive rebounding in the nation. 
so I really like that offense for uh, um, uh, for no, New Mexico. Or, uh, yes. Yeah. So, so New Mexico State, they have a great offensive team. I like that. But Auburn, they're number one in forcing turnovers. I, I saw that, and I'm like, I, I got to go Auburn. I'm going to go the safe pick. I'm going to go with the SEC tourney champs over New Mexico State. Right, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm taking Auburn fresh off upsetting Tennessee, and I think they got the hot hand right now, and they're definitely a team to look out for making a deep run in this tournament. And then moving on, we have Kansas versus Northeastern as the 4 versus 13 matchup. How do you see this one going? Uh, Northeastern. Don't know if you've been in the tournament before. Yeah. Um, Never heard of you before. <laughs> you probably get confused with Northwestern a lot, and I'm sorry for that. Yeah. Uh, the Huskies, they are great at shooting. You know, they're scoring. They're ranking top 20 in scoring and, uh, of course, shooting accuracy, like I said. Um, but it's Kansas. Yeah. I- I'm sorry, Northeastern. It, it, you, I, I just can't go against Kansas this early. Kansas outranks them in almost every category on the off uh, defensive side of the ball. Um, Northeastern, of course, has the number five, so they, they always are effective on the offensive side of the ball when they take their shots, but i, I got to go Kansas in this game. I am agreeing with you that Kansas will win. Uh, Dedrick Lawson's averaging a double-double for that team, but the Huskies shoot the ball really well. They shoot 39% on threes. And 48% from the field. My God, they don't miss. And if they get hot, they could potentially be upsetting Kansas. But I am taking the safe pick and rolling with Kansas. And then we are moving on to the 6-11 matchup in this region. Iowa State versus Ohio State. Uh, Mitch, how do you see this 6-11 matchup playing? Iowa State, easy. They outrank Ohio State in almost every offensive category except field, uh, free throws attempted per field goal attempt. Uh, Iowa State has 17 in points in the nation. Um, they don't turn over the ball. Ohio State does. Ohio State outranks them also, but outranks Iowa State on defense. But I still like Iowa State with the number 17, you know, scoring offense in the nation. I'm going to go with Iowa State. Yeah, watching my Buckeyes all season long, they got off to a hot start, was ranked in the top 15, I believe, at one point, and they just fell off a cliff. Then the Western suspension, lost him for three games, and then... Lost six to the last eight. Yeah, like they... Somehow beat Indiana, barely made the tournament. Yeah, that was pretty much, a, pretty much a play-in game, Ohio State versus Indiana, but they win that game, almost blew it. Everything's telling me to take Iowa State, but I'm going with Ohio State. If Weston can stay out of foul trouble, I think he'll spread the floor well. And if he if he doesn't throw any elbows, uh, I think I don't think ugh, I don't know. It's tough. I I am taking Ohio State. Hey, just take Ohio State and let's go. Come on, everybody knew you were gonna take Ohio State. I knew once we went to it, and I looked at it, the next one, was Ohio State, Iowa State. I knew you were gonna pick Ohio State. All right, all right, leave me alone. We're moving on. Here we go. Houston as the three going up against Georgia State as the 14. Georgia State knows for pulling up sets. We all know about that one shot. Uh, Georgia Hunter. State. Yep, Hunter. And, and and then he fell out of his seat. The coach did. Yep. But Houston is 31-3 and three on the year. Whew, they are hot, and they could be poised to make a deep run. But how do you see this one playing out? Man, uh, this – this could be an interesting matchup between these two teams. Georgia State's good at shooting threes. They're 17th in the nation. Their shooting accuracy is good. Um, they're not really good on the defensive side of rebounding the ball. I 
and against this Houston team that is great at rebounding. They're mm-hmm. top 20 in offense and defensive rebounding. Houston, I think, is still upset from last year after Jordan Poole's miraculous three oh, right. and the buzzer to beat them last year. I, I feel like they're going to be in a longer a longer stay, I feel like, this tournament. Um, or I would say probably more of a tougher out than last year mm-hmm. um, compared to what we saw. But I'm going to have to go Houston. I love Georgia State. You know, all the upset they had with Hunter a few years ago with that miraculous three, but I just don't think it's happening today or uh, on the, uh, whatever on Thursday or Friday. Yeah. yeah, Thursday or Friday when it is. Yeah, I'm taking Houston. They were pretty. They only had two losses going in, and then they ended up losing to Cincinnati in their uh, conference tournament game. And then I'm looking at their backcourt duo, the Corey Davis Jr. and Armani Brooks, and that is probably one of the best duos in college basketball. And I think uh, the two of them will lead Houston on to the next round. And then here's another potential upset: we have Wofford versus Seton Hall as the seven ten. Wofford. This is why the the most underappreciated mid major in this tournament. No one knows how to pronounce their name. It's Wofford. Wofford, seven seed. They're going to be make an impact in this tournament. You watch them. They will beat Seton Hall, who I'm picking. This team excels at three point uh, shooting and scoring. They rank top twenty in both of those. No one talking about them. Yeah. I feel like they could go into that Kentucky game, and Kentucky could look them over, and Wofford will play in that game. They might not win it, but they will be in that next game in the round of 32. Yeah, I'm looking at a Wofford here. They haven't lost since December 19th. 20 straight, exactly. 20 exactly. straight wins, and they shoot 42% from threes. Holy crap. And I, I'm taking uh, Wofford here just because they shoot the ball so well. And they haven't lost since last year. <laughs> and then moving on to our, our final game of the first round, we are talking, talking about Kentucky versus El Albany, El Albany Christian, whatever it's called. Abilene Christian. Abilene Christian. This is a two fifteen. The Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, how do you see this one going, Mitch? Kentucky certainly didn't have a great start to the season. Uh, everybody kind of pushed them off as, you know, not a contender, but then they stormed back 27-6 and six in the season, the SEC. Um, they've played well recently. They rank 20th in offensive or on points. Uh, They're 12th in offensive rebounds, 9th in free throws attempts and stuff like that. Um, Albaline Christian turns makes their opponent turn over the ball a lot. So if you, you see that Abilene Christian forces a lot of turnovers, they have the number fourth ranked in uh, forcing opponent turnovers. So don't be shocked if Kentucky turns the ball a few times. But you could take all those turnovers as much as you want, but it's not going to be equal of talent. So right. I'm going to go Kentucky. It's easy. Yeah, P.J. Washington is leading Kentucky. Uh, he can play inside. He's six foot eight. He, he, he's starting to make his threes, and I just don't think that Albany Christian has anyone that could match up and try to stop him. So I'm looking for Kentucky to have a big win here, and that will conclude our our first round. Round of 64 picks have been made. We're also doing our, our first ever MFFL tournament challenge. So if you want in on that, you can just reply to this tweet once the link is out. But Mitch. 
round of 64 is complete. It's start, starting in a few days here. So, I'm so excited. We We're are... all excited. It's March Madness. We'll never know what's going to happen until it happens. All right, that will conclude episode 19 of the MFFL podcast. Thank you, guys.